Welcome back to Purpose Driven in Christ. This message is entitled, Freedom in Forgiveness. So, I know we all have to address forgiveness at some point in our lives, because we've all have had opportunities to be offended, and offense can cause unforgiveness if it's not addressed early. So whatever we meditate on, whether it's like a hurt or a disappointment, if we allow it to get deep in our hearts, we can get into a place of bitterness and then eventually unforgiveness. And unforgiveness is something that I think a person can subconsciously turn their minds off to, which I mean like you can ignore it, ignore the fact that it occurred, ignore the fact that you're offended, And in reality, it's still there. The unforgiveness, that the feeling of hurt, disappointment, offense is still there because it was never dealt with. And one of the things I know is that it does take mental energy to think about whatever the offense is. It takes energy to think about um, if the person was even aware if they did it intentionally versus unintentionally. All of that is mental energy. It takes energy to think that, okay, well, I'm not going to do something because of the fact that this person did this. That is, that takes action. It's not just um, something that's occurring um, without you thinking about it, but your thought is actually leading you to think, okay, I don't think they deserve this because they did X, Y, and Z. And so this is, this is that battle that, you know, the flesh, how we're, We're battling in the spiritual realm. This is not about the flesh and blood. This is the spiritual realm battle because you know that the enemy is always trying to keep us off of, you know, guard from what we're trying to do. Now, I'm not blaming the enemy. I'm referring to the spiritual forces. He is the spiritual influence of anything that is not of God. Anything that, that causes us to sin, the darkness, that's all from the spiritual, the, the enemy operates in the darkness, in the sin. He operates in that. So anything that we do that is not of God is influenced by the enemy. Whether or not we intentionally did it or we didn't intentionally do it, it's influenced by the enemy. So operating in unforgiveness, not willing to forgive somebody is operating in darkness and we might want to spruce it up or whatever it is but however we look at it no matter what the person has done we can't stoop to the level of saying I'm going to respond like you responded and think that that's going to honor God so we want to make sure that we don't open up the windows for the enemy by continuing to act in a way that is not loving And forgiveness is not supposed to be earned. So we can't say, I'm going to forgive you if you do this, or if you start um, acting differently, I, I will, I will forgive you. Forgiveness is a choice. The moment, listen here, the moment you feel offended, you have to already tell yourself, you know what? I forgive you. And you don't even have to say it aloud, but you have to say, you know, I forgive her. I forgive him. I forgive them. Whatever it is, it's like, wow, that did not sit the right way. I don't feel a certain kind of way after that conversation, after that interaction. I think that that was very disrespectful. That was very rude. And all of that has to be 
literally taken captive. When I say that, those thoughts have to be taken captive quickly so that you don't get into a place of bitterness. So you would, a way of doing that would be to say, you know what? Maybe they didn't mean it. Maybe that was an accident. We all have a flesh. I forgive them. Okay. So the reason why I'm saying to do that immediately, because if you don't, it will fester. Now, this is not indicating to not address whatever the offense was, but it's to say that I'm not going to let it take root to the point where it's impacting my interactions and my love walk towards that individual. So you can bring it up later. And I think it's a great thing to do to bring it up later if you feel that it's something very vital to your interaction and address it. Because I believe that if you don't address these things, um, it can happen again. And it could actually be somebody else experiencing the same thing. If a person does not know that they're doing these things that are causing offense. Now, it is, you know, walking in forgiveness is a command. We're called to forgive people. Why? Because God has forgiven us, right? For all the sins we've done. He has literally, when I think about Jesus, like laying his life down for us, this is all for our sins, right? So... I'm going to go ahead and um, reference Mark 11, 25 through 26. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. And then I like this. This is a different verse. This is um, Matthew 18, 21 through 22. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Up to seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven, 70 times seven. So when we think about that number, we know that, you know, that's that's a number that we might not reach, but it's literally saying you just need to keep forgiving. You know, it's not to say that you're going to be in the same relationship, the, the same level of communication, the same whatever you guys were doing before. It might have different boundaries, but the point is, is that they're not tied up in your heart with this level of negativity and bitterness towards them. So this is what God, this is what Jesus is saying that we have to forgive with an infinite number like literally like forever. Like just, there's nothing to say that I can't forgive you for this. Like he's calling us to forgive. Why? Because it frees us up. It helps us to be forgiven by God. So here you know God also indicated let all bitterness, wrath, anger clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiven one another even as God in Christ forgave you now it's you know it's so important to be reminded that if so when I read Mark it talked about at the ending but if you do not forgive neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses so it, it just shows right there that if we're wanting God to forgive us, we need to do unto others as we would want it done towards us. 
And knowing that God is our creator, I would want him to be, I would want him to forgive me for everything. And, and that's, and you know, we will want something that we're not willing to extend back. How often do we turn our backs on Jesus? You know, how often do we do things the way we want to do? And Jesus has indicated to do it this way, but we want him to forgive us. He could have been offended. He could have been like, you know what? I'm very bitter towards you and I just don't want to listen to you, you know, but because he's such a loving God, he gives us an opportunity to go back to him, ask for forgiveness. He gives us an opportunity to forgive others the moment they have offended us. And some of these offenses might be right, right. You know, I would say that they might be warranted. You know, it might be warranted that you're offended. And it's not to disregard the hurt, disregard the appoint, um, disappointment. Those feelings are very real. Trust me, I've been through situations that I'm like, okay, this, you know, <laughs> these feelings are very real, but I cannot stay there. I cannot stay at a place of thinking about all the wrong that has been done and think that that's going to um, bless me or bless others. I think when you can learn from it and give it over to God and say, you know what, I am choosing to forgive, not because you apologize, not because they apologize, not even because you changed your your behavior. Even if you didn't change your behavior, I'm choosing to forgive because God has commanded me to forgive. And we always should want to take the higher road, not the lower road, the higher road. And the higher road is whatever God's calling us to do. It's usually a road of walking in love, something that requires us to deny ourselves, deny what we're feeling and let our emotions catch up to the word of God. So do it in faith. And the more you do it and train your thoughts, your your emotions will just catch up to it. It might not happen overnight, but once you train yourself to do it, it, it becomes easier. Now, When we start to focus on the negative, it makes it challenging to forgive. Like if you wake up and that's all you're thinking of, it's gonna be challenging to forgive because you're just thinking about the hurt. But if you think about why Jesus died, did did he just die for you or did he die for everyone? So think about it that Jesus died for them too, whoever offended you. If you keep saying that Jesus died for them too, it it helps you to give permission to give them grace. You have permission to extend grace to someone who has offended you, to someone who has deeply hurt you because of whatever, negligence, um, just whatever. If they were rude, not kind, not considerate, um, whatever they've done, selfishness, it could have been, I mean, a whole laundry list of things. It could have been to the point where somebody has um, taken somebody's life and you have to forgive that person who took that family member's life or um, somebody who got, you know, the list can go on. You know how sin is, you know how darkness is. And there are major things that people have to forgive others over, major things. But you have to ask yourself, is it helping to stay in that place of unforgiveness? Is it making you feel better to be bitter? If being bitter is making you a better person, how can you explain that to God who is the one who says, forgive? who says, um, think of others better than yourselves, who says love, Um, you know, I mean, he's even saying love covers a multitude of sin. So a lot of times we can't understand this love walk that God is calling us on, but he 
understands it. He understands that the love walk not only helps the other person, but it helps us the most when we can consistently think about the kind things, think about the things that are lovely. The kind things that I can be reminded of is that the the fact that Jesus has died for everyone, that gives us an opportunity to extend grace to everyone. That doesn't mean to be best friends with them again. It doesn't mean to have the same level of interaction. It just means that you're choosing not to hold whatever it is against them. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a choice. And it's a choice that, you know, that we can all work towards. Um, Now, we know that the enemy is here to still kill and destroy. So that helps us to be reminded that there is no surprise when a person starts acting a certain way to cause an offense because the enemy, that's what the enemy wants to do. That's his bait. So if he can cause people to get um, caught up in that, then he can, he can ruin families. He can ruin, you know, marriages. He can, ru- you know, he can do a lot of stuff if we allow him. I'm not saying the enemy doesn't force any, anybody to do anything. We have windows that we open that we allow him to, you know, influence through our thinking through our actions, what we decide to watch, listen to, um, whatever. We can actually come up with a whole scenario in our mind that's not even true. Why? Because the enemy will try to, he's the accuser of the brethren, that's what the scripture says, and he can cause us to think up and conjure up things to make us feel rejected in our mind and it's so far from the truth. So we have to understand this, this is a spiritual battle. This is not flesh and blood. So because it's spiritual, the influence is coming from the work of darkness to cause ongoing bitterness, offense, and forgiveness. Because why? Why would the enemy want us to walk in um, a place of bitterness and unforgiveness? Because he knows that what God's word says is that if you do not forgive others, God cannot forgive you. That's the word. So it's like understanding the spiritual force is trying to work against the word of God, but we have victory in the word of God. And we need to walk the victory out by actually walking in love. And so we have to be intentional about doing this. And if we don't know if we have an offense, these are some ways to know whether or not you need to, um, when I say offense, like if you're operating in a place of bitterness and unforgiveness, this is how you need to know. Um, this is, I'm going to list a few ways to know that we might need to forgive somebody. Okay. So the first one is that you might feel angry when you think about this individual or individuals. Um, you have difficulty praying for them. You have difficulty living your life in freedom, just freely living the way Jesus wants you to live without whatever, you know, whatever they did impacting your decisions and what you do. You have, um, you have a tendency to bring up what this person has done in conversations. You might, uh, indirectly post about it. Whenever you have an opportunity to share about your life, you bring it up. Like, can you believe, I can't believe that, that, you know, just the ongoing talking about the hurt. Okay. So I know it's natural for people to talk about it when it first happens, but like two to five years later, 10 years later, you're still talking about it. Okay. There's some major unforgiveness that that needs to be dealt with. And this is not something to play around with because unforgiveness can cause health issues. 
It can cause cancers. It can cause too. I mean, it can cause major heart, you know, like issues with the body. We're not called to take on stuff like this. And I'm not justifying that, okay, a person should be um, able to do whatever they want without any consequences. God has to deal with those individuals. But for us to keep them bound, for them to have that level of impact on our lives, that means we're allowing them to hold us hostage. And why would we want to give anyone that level of power over our lives? You know, Jesus wants to be in control. We don't want to have somebody else's, um, you know, weaknesses to control our our life in a way where we can't live the way we want to. And Jesus wants to free us. I know there's some things that could have happened um, in our lives that warrant hurt. You know, I'm not dismissing it. But if we do not get the deliverance and healing from it, we're really, we're going to be, we're going to be caught up in something that we don't want to be caught up in. We really want to release it. We have to ask God to help us in that. Um, Another thing that we know we need to, uh, another way we know we would need to forgive is that we, we have issues when other people are kind to those individuals. Like we might get bothered because somebody else is being nice to somebody who has really done something wrong. And this is why, like I had that, um, podcast message um, that loving someone does not equate to agreeing with whatever they're doing. It does not mean you're approving the lifestyle, the decisions. Walking in love and kindness does not equate to approval. And that's the truth. When God said walk in love, he didn't say walk in love if they um, did everything I asked them to do, if they were kind to you. He just said walk in love. There were no conditions And so we have to train ourselves that we can't conditionally forgive. We can't say, I'm going to forgive you if you apologize, if you change your actions. No, I'm going to forgive you because I am commanded to forgive. Now, these are these are some practical ways to kind of help us in the forgiveness process. We should start intentionally praying for those who have hurt us. Pray for those who bother you so that you don't get into a place of offense and bitterness. So if there are individuals who bother you, say like even on social media, you're bothered by what they post and what they're doing, then one, unfollow them. Two, pray for them. Why? Because you want to be a solution to what whatever it is. And you also want to ask God, is there something in you that you have to address that's making you get bothered by that? Or is it something that God wants you to do to help them whatever with whatever might be out of alignment? So these are some of the things we're supposed to do. And it takes humility to recognize it. Um, we also want to be intentional about saying nice things. Like if it's hard to say something nice, then just say pray. Please pray for these individuals and say it in a very um, humble manner. Not like, you know, you know, you're saying it trying to be um, condescending, but you're saying it because you're concerned. You know, please keep so-and-so in prayer. And I'm just going to leave it at that. There's no more comment. Or just think of, you know, if the person's name comes up, just say, you know, oh, wow, that's nice. I, you know, think of something that the person has done nice um, so that you can start pouring seeds of kindness into the atmosphere of them being in your mind you know, a better person than how you've been perceiving them in the past. Cause we all have weaknesses. We all have 
um, strongholds that we need to get freed from. Okay. Another thing is to think about why Jesus died for us. Did Jesus just die for just your sin or for everyone's sin? And so if he just died for our sins, and that's very selfish, that's a selfish way of thinking. But if we realize that he died for all of our sins, that means this is a collective level of um, participation here. That means all of us collectively have to be interceding for everyone. This is a group effort. This is not just one person's off the hook. No, all of us have to be praying for each other because sin, you know what I'm saying? Sin is impacting everyone, not just one person, but Jesus died for all of our sins. So we have to be reminded of that, that they, everyone needs Jesus just as much as we do. And a lot of people have Jesus and are still um, doing things that are causing offenses. So that just goes to show that none of us is perfect, that we all need to trust God to help us in these areas. And we also we also need to be reminded that we we need to depend on the Holy Spirit to help us to do what we're unable to do in the natural. It's it's going to be difficult to say I'm going to forgive you, but then um, you're you don't have anything in place to help that process. You know, you're you're not praying, you're not reading the scriptures pertaining to the forgiveness or not reading self-control scriptures and asking the Holy Spirit to help you in the self-control, doing what you need to do and allowing the Holy Spirit to help you through that process to forgive. Because I don't like, you know, I don't want to say it so loosely, like, okay, just forgive. And then a person's like, okay, how do I do that? Like, especially if a person has been meditating on a hurt for years And they're now, they're trying to, but it's like, where do they start? They, you know, you have the same mindset and thoughts for all of these days, months, and years. It's like, where do you start? You start by praying. And it it just, you know, you might not be able to do everything at once, but if you just start with one thing, you can get the ball running with truly walking in a place of forgiveness. And it's going to be the most freeing thing you can do for yourself because, um, nothing good comes out of staying in a place of bitterness. It, nothing, especially if God told us not to, there's no fruit to that. It keeps us out of the will of God. So just be very mindful of walking in a place of forgiveness in all that we do and asking God to search our hearts so that we are not subconsciously holding bitterness towards someone and not even know it. We have to ask God to search our heart. We should never be in a place to think that we're, we're just cool with everyone. And then in reality, there's something there. Like, what is that something? Because it's okay for us to not like people. It's okay. But do we have unforgiveness towards them? That's what we need to get at, okay? We're called to love everyone. We're not called, we don't have to like what everyone does. We don't have to like we have to be buddy buddy with everyone we need to still be kind to a person see this is the difference i think because when we don't know the difference we we take extremes and we think we have to show that we don't like the person by not even saying hello that's see these these are extremes so some of and some people need certain boundaries based on certain things that have occurred in their life but they can still keep their heart tender towards that person 
and, and not be negative. So there, I understand for some people, they can't communicate for whatever has occurred, but still our mind and our demeanor and our heart towards them still has to be pure, soft and loving. And so I just wanna encourage all of us that there is nothing impossible with God and he can help us in this journey of forgiveness. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for just forgiving us of our sins. Thank you for helping us to be reminded of the importance of forgiveness. And thank you for helping us to forgive others despite what they have done. Help us to walk in self-control. Help us to walk in love. Help us to release whatever it is that has offended us. Help us to search our hearts to make sure there's nothing that... um, festering, nothing lingering from the past, that we've given it all over to you and that we can freely reach out to people, freely have conversations with people without thinking about hurt. Lord, help us to walk in your divine will for our lives, Lord. We give you the glory and honor. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you all be encouraged and reminded that there is nothing impossible with God. Thank you.